Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm open to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest show you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is going to be kind of a shorter episode. I don't think a lot of people are going to be listening too much over the holidays. If you're anything like myself, I really fall behind on my podcast listening. So I'm going to release a shorter one today and next week. I'm not 100% sure yet, but if there is an absence, that's why I wanted to record this one at least. So I had it kind of acknowledged and on the record that I may not have an episode next week, but I will for sure be back in the new year. Uh, The first episode of the new year is going to be one that I'm really excited about. I just finished recording it a few days ago now. Uh, It's with Anthony Blankenship, the author of First Generation Father. It was an incredible interview. I had a lot of fun with it. He's incredibly insightful, and I hope you guys enjoy it half as much as I enjoyed recording it. The guy's full of knowledge, and it's just really reading the book. It was inspiring, and it was such a I don't know, it was a a huge moment for me to get to talk to him. I was pretty nervous, pretty excited, but overall I think it turned out very well, and I think he has a lot of knowledge that you guys will be able to soak up in that episode. So that's going to be dropping the first one in the new year. I think it's somewhere around January 6th, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull up my calendar here. Yeah, January 6th, so that's going to be a big one. There's also going to be a little bit of a book giveaway, so kind of pay attention to the instructions on that one. And uh, anyway, I'm really excited about it. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So this is a little bit of a teaser for that. But for this week, again, Merry Christmas. This one's a short one, kind of just on something that I struggle with quite a bit in life. And that's having a sense of gratitude and just being grateful for what we do have, you know, and instead of focusing on kind of where we want to get to the goals that we have in life and where we may fall short on them. So I'll start off this episode with, well, two little quotes, but they're so closely linked anyway, and they're both written by incredibly wise and smart people from history. So first off, comparison is the thief of joy, which was spoken by Theodore Roosevelt. And then Mark Twain also said comparison is the death of joy. So again, pretty similar, but I just wanted to kind of attribute to who those were spoken by. And they really resonate with me specifically because I find you know, especially nowadays with social media, it's really easy to compare yourself with others. And that's usually the trap I fall into and that I imagine a lot of people fall into. It's just so easy nowadays and everybody's posting snapshots or highlights from their life daily. And it's kind of tough to, uh, you know, keep things in perspective that people aren't necessarily sharing the everyday doldrums or, you know, the work behind whatever they're showing off. They're just showing off the end result and really trying to put their best foot forward, which I'm also guilty of. I mean, I'm not usually posting kind of the dirty or the rough points in life. Who wants to see that? Or at least that's the perception. But that is something actually that I'm trying to show on Instagram more. If you want to follow, I think it's at plaid jacket philosopher on Instagram, but I'm trying to post once a day from work. And some of them are pretty dirty. Some of them are nasty. Went into a crawl space last week that had a uh, dead rat right at the entrance to the crawl space. So that's a pretty nasty picture. All that was left was the head and the spine, essentially. So you're welcome. But it's just kind of more of a glimpse into, you know, everyday life, 
prove that I still am actually on the tools. I'm not pulling these pictures from stock images from the internet, just so you know, and you will never confuse my photography skills with any kind of a professional. So it's a tradesman taking pictures of jobs. It's pretty boring, but you know, some people I figure might appreciate it or might be interested to see kind of the work that an electrician may do day in and day out. But back on topic here. So if you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to who you were last week, last year, you know, last decade, whatever it may be, really try to focus on your own personal growth. Um, you're not going to really see anybody's struggles online in your in your newsfeed or in your timeline. You, you don't see the work put in behind it. You just see the snapshots, the highlights. So if you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to yourself. Uh, it's you know, it's overused. Everybody knows that. But sometimes I just find it's a good reminder to say even remind myself of that every once in a while. I mean, it's weird this time of the year for me, I always seem to I seem to kind of fall into this little trap a bit. And I got to kind of snap myself out of it. I know three years ago, which looking back, uh, my wife and I would have had two awesome kids and a third one on the way. But for whatever reason, I know it was Christmas Eve because I was wrapping presents and it was the last night to get everything done and I'm a last minute person. So I had all the presents to wrap, I had everything to get ready for the next morning. And for whatever reason, I was just bummed, really bummed. Like I could not snap myself out of it and, you know, it didn't help. I had a few drinks just by myself as I was putting the tree together, wrapping. And I remember just... I don't know, almost, I mean, again, I I haven't suffered from depression, I don't think, but that was one of the closest times to it. I just felt stressed out, you know, I mean, we, we didn't always plan very well financially for the holidays, so it's probably one of the years that we just overspent, kind of stretched ourselves a bit thin, and that's a pretty easy thing to get stressed out about, and then that compounds, right? You start, you know, belittling different areas of your life, and that's what I do anyway, I'm a pretty ruthless self-critic. So, and then I, I just had to snap myself out of it, you know, realize how much I did have to be grateful for. We had a roof over our head. We had a stocked fridge. I had two healthy kids, a beautiful wife. She was, you know, pregnant with our third son. He would have been on the way another five months after that. But, you know, sometimes you really got to take stock of what you do have in life and be grateful for it. It's not always the easiest thing. Like for me, it literally took me kind of talking to myself and snapping myself out of it. Like I needed, I needed that reminder. I almost needed a jolt back into reality. Like, Hey, wake up, look around you, you know, look what you do have. Be thankful for that. I mean, it's so easy this year to kind of get lost in everything that we're missing out on or, you know, all the distractions in life. It's going to be a weird Christmas for a lot of people. It, there's there's no there's no real if ands or buts about that that's the way it is and uh you know make the best of it and i you know not every year is going to be like this but looking back i mean i hope that i know personally i'm incredibly grateful for kind of my extended family my siblings my parents i'm i'm incredibly grateful for my grandpa just all these these other relationships that i've really missed out on in the past few months with everything that's been going on you know, that's something that it's really kind of changed my perspective of it. It's something that back in the past, I would try to avoid family get togethers, you know, big family reunions, they were always kind of stressful. And anyway, I, my view on that has completely changed this year, like I cannot wait for 
the next big family reunion, the big get together. You know, we've all got that crazy uncle, but it's it's I'm looking forward to it so much. I can't wait to see everybody again. And that's if there's one thing that I hope that people can kind of take out of this is just a sense of gratitude for quote unquote normalcy for the way it was before and the way it's going to go back to again, hopefully shortly. Um, it's something that I cannot wait to experience. And I know talking to a lot of people, that seems to be a pretty resounding sentiment. And I hope that it, it kind of echoes with a lot of you guys too, because for me, a lot of that stuff I took for granted. I don't think that I'm going to be taking it for granted, at least whenever this kind of all goes away and we get back to, yeah, back to normal. That first year, I hope at least I really don't fall back into taking it for granted. I really hope that I cherish it and enjoy it. I, I hope that all of us do. I hope if there's one lesson that we can take out of these lockdowns and all this crazy COVID mess worldwide is is kind of um, an appreciation for what we did have and what we will get again. And hopefully we don't take it all for granted. And I know one thing I'm going to challenge myself to anyway, is doing a better job of vocalizing and kind of showing my gratitude for those around me who really influenced my life. Um, you know, my the biggest one that comes to mind is my wife. I, I really do make an effort to remind her of that, but I'm just going to put in a little bit extra this over this holiday season. It's something that, you know, it's important. And personally, I get a little bit self-conscious or feel weird about, you know, heaping praise and thanks on people because I know how awkward I feel receiving any of that. So, but I'm going to try to kind of throw that to the wind and really make an effort to remind those around me how important they are, how they've shaped me or how they inspire me, the impact that they've had on my life. Because, you know, this year has kind of flipped everything on its head. Who knows what's around the corner? So I'm going to take full advantage of really trying to express that gratitude to those around me rather than holding it in and then wishing I had said it maybe down the road. Now that I've gotten the important stuff out of the way, I'm also thankful for, you know, a few materialistic things such as books. If I had a few book recommendations from this year that I've read, one of them would be Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. It's just kind of a dystopian future novel. It's really cool, though. It kind of it kind of contrasts and it's it's along the same lines, but a, a bit of a different theory on what could be in the future. But brings me to my second book. Uh, 1984 by George Orwell. It's kind of a classic. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with it. But again, both of those going back to my conspiracy roots. So, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. I enjoy them. It's kind of, it's something that it shapes my view of the world a little bit, but whatever, take it or leave it. That's the way it is. Uh, the next one is Ordinary Men by Christopher Browning based on this reserve police battalion in World War II Nazi Germany, and anyway, how it converts regular, average, everyday, blue-collar, white-collar workers into the police, the basically the German Nazi police and their role in the final solution. Not an easy read, not a light read, but it's incredibly interesting, and it's kind of cool as far as social psychology and kind of the malleability of people's conscious and their values it's it's incredibly good i i can't say enough good things about it uh, and then the last book is what i'm reading right now it's actually my wife got it for me because it was apparently on elon musk's reading list and it's it's incredible i'm about 70 percent of the way through it but it's called the moon is a harsh mistress and it's by robert heinlein and it's kind of 
it's kind of cool. So far, it's a little bit of uh, libertarianism combined with science fiction, where basically they've colonized the moon. But anyway, all of those books are awesome. I can't recommend them enough. That's one thing that I'm thankful for is kind of reigniting that love or that passion for reading. It's been awesome. I've been finding it incredibly helpful, and it's something more productive, I feel, to pass the time than just scrolling through social media. So I challenge you guys, if you want to start, pick up reading any of those books, I think you're going to really enjoy them. They're incredible. Um, And the other thing that I'm thankful for is podcasts, to be honest. You know, I listen to the standards. There's uh, Your Mom's House, Joe Rogan Experience, um, you know, any of the big ones pretty much I've probably heard of, Monday Morning Podcast. This past weekend is great with Theo Vaughn. That's an awesome podcast. Um, but then a few weirder ones. One that I'm obsessed with right now is it's by the Parcast Network, but it's called The Dictators. And it's, I think I'm 12 episodes in. I think they have around 40 episodes out all on different dictators throughout history. It's incredible. They're very interesting. It's something that I really want to do a podcast one of these days, just kind of talking about overarching themes between all of them and kind of that... I don't know, that uh, that desire for power that the people kind of had and just different ways that they went to go about doing it, but there were a lot of similarities through all of them. So anyway, that's one podcast that maybe people aren't familiar with, but it's incredible, and I would definitely recommend it to you, especially if you're kind of a history junkie like I am. I'm also thankful for my buddy Mark. His podcast is called Hey Mark. Um, he was really the guy who kind of finally kicked me in the ass to start this thing of my own, which I'm incredibly thankful for. It's just been... It's been a great learning curve. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm nowhere near my 10,000 hours, as Malcolm Gladwell likes to say, but I'm on my way there and I'm loving every step of it so far. So Mark from the Hey Mark podcast, he's, again, he's the one who kind of really spurred me to do this and he's got a lot of great inspiring messages. So I'd encourage you to give him a listen. He's He's got a good message. He's got a good heart. He's a good guy. And then the last podcast, I... <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if you're easily offended, do not listen to it. But it's one of the funniest small starter up podcasts I've ever heard. It's called the Fumbled Penis Podcast. Um, You know, as you can tell by the title, it's a little bit off the wall, but it is hilarious. And again, if you are easily offended by any variety of language, don't listen to it. But it is hilarious. Cracks me up every week. So anyway, go give that a listen as well. Those are, you know, two smaller podcasts and then one being the the dictators that I don't know a lot of people are familiar with, but it's incredibly informative. It's cool to listen to. And I'm going to do a podcast one day based off of, you know, a lot of those dictators because it's just it's something I'm fascinated with. And who knows, maybe some of you guys share that same fascination. So and circling back, I just wanted to touch on something that was in the local news here. Maybe it made it internationally. I have no idea. But if you want to, you can just look it up under Calgary Police Hockey. If you punch that into Google, this story in this video is going to come up. But it was basically a Calgary police officer who was arresting uh, what looks like a late teen, early 20-year-old guy who was playing pond hockey with his friends outside. Anyway, it went against the local regulations for COVID. And they were arresting him, threatening him to tase him. You know, it's, it's insane. The guy's outside playing hockey. And this wanted to kind of go back in talking about the dictators, ordinary men, these different books, different forms of media that you can consume, but they all kind of have this overarching theme. And one of the things that I am grateful for these days is that 
you know, I'm growing up in the 21st century. I'm not growing up in early to mid 20th century and the atrocities that happened there between, you know, Stalin's communist regime in Russia or, you know, Hitler's fascist grip on Germany. We're growing up in a much freer society. And that's one of the things that I'm incredibly grateful for, especially when you go back and read about these things or listen about them on podcasts. It's something to really keep in mind. And, you know, in all of these different stories, you know, from these this dictators podcast to these books that I've been reading, it all starts with you know, division and citizens turning on each other, and then the gradual erosion of civil liberties. You know, it doesn't matter what ideology it is, whether it's far left, far right. That's how it starts. That's what kind of, that that starts that waterfall, that snowball effect, and it just builds from there. And so it's something, again, I'm not trying to be alarmist. I've said this before in other episodes, but you know, you read stuff like, again, Ordinary Men or the Gulag Archipelago or even a fictional work like George Orwell's 1984. It all works with these same themes and this idea of citizens turning on each other. And I mean, again, even in, I believe it was in the 30s and later in beyond in the communist regime in Russia, one out of every three citizens was an informant. That's family members that's friends that's neighbors that's whatever whoever you can imagine one out of three people were informants like that that's crazy that's startling but it's something that i'm gonna if there's one thing over this holiday that i would urge you not to do it's you know ratting out your neighbors for having family members over for having a dinner for breaking bread together i mean we don't know what people's mental states are over these holidays if this is kind of the one thing that they're clinging to, what people's, you know, the, the isolation is really taking effect on people. So I would urge you not to call your your neighbors in on whatever informant line that they have locally to you. And I'm not talking about some wild rager of a party here. I'm talking about a family dinner. I, I think that's pretty obvious, but this is 2020. So I figure I'll make the distinction. We're all adults here. In my household, we're not going anywhere. My son has a bit of a runny nose. We've already taken COVID tests, not that, but I'm not gonna worry about, you know, I'm just, I just don't want to spread anything right now. So we're staying home, that's our decision, but I'm also not going to phone the informant line on my neighbors if they happen to have their parents over for dinner or their brothers and sisters, uncles, aunts, whatever the case may be. We're all adults here, I understand you know, the health complications and everything, but you got to take into factor that that mental health issue that's ongoing and really exacerbated in these these lockdowns. So again, don't rat on your neighbors. We're all adults here. Yes, you may disagree with them, but that's also a price of a free society that we live in and that I would like to maintain moving forward. So Think about this too. When it comes to your neighbors, I mean, who do you go for for last minute childcare? I know for myself personally, if we have to run one of the kids to the hospital because they just bash their face off of, you know, the concrete pillar out in front of our house, this has happened. We call our neighbors. We ask them, you know, hey, could you keep an eye or keep an ear on the other kid while we run off quickly? We'll only be 15 minutes or whatever it may be between when. My wife has to run one kid to the hospital and I'm on my way home from work and I'm almost there. Um, you know, or who do you go to? You need one egg to finish that recipe for dinner to make dinner. You're going to go over to your neighbors, you know, that a cup of sugar, a cup of flour, you know, all the kind of traditional overused terms there. But keep that in mind. All right. Like 
despite what your opinions may be, and again, mine too, we're staying home. That's our son has a cold, so we're not going anywhere. We're not going out. We're not going to meet with family. But I'm not going to judge my neighbors or my friends if they do have a family get together. That's the scariest thing that I can imagine doing where everybody's turning on on their neighbors, turning on family members. Just don't do it, please. Enjoy a safe, responsible, and fun holiday season. And, you know, again, think about your neighbors too. A lot of them have probably been self-isolating, been very careful. Everybody who's coming to that dinner has probably been very safe and taken all the precautions necessary to come there with a clean bill of health. I understand asymptomatic. I get it. But just keep that in mind. We're all adults here. We're all making our own decisions and we're doing what we think is best for our mental and physical health. Sorry about my kids yelling in the background there. You might hear a couple of bumps in that audio. Sorry about that. I uh, I got home from work and wanted to quickly throw this in at the end of the podcast. Didn't have time to really wait and record after they went to sleep. So Sorry about that. If you're still listening, thank you. That's again, that's just my two cents. But it's something that I think we should all kind of be wary of, especially with yeah the video footage coming out of that Calgary police officer uh, or well, the couple of them arresting that young guy. You know, it's not something I'm used to seeing in Canada. I From people I speak to, they aren't used to seeing it. It's kind of alarming to a lot of people. So I just figured I'd talk about it here. I'd like to go into a longer episode, but again, I'm trying to and utterly failing at keeping this episode short. So, sorry. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys have a great holiday. Kick your feet up. Spend some time with the family. Relax. And sorry, one last thing. I swear to God, this is the last one. Um, Just a reminder, you guys can email me at plaidjacketphilosopher at gmail.com. If you include your name, your address, I'll send you off a few stickers And again, if you want any comments, questions, or topics that you'd like covered on the show, whether it be in an interview podcast or a solo monologue, just let me know. I can, you know, read it out on the air if you'd like, or if you don't want to, just specify that in the email. And now, finally, that is it for today. I hope you guys found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, comment, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you guys have given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook and at Jacket Plaid on Twitter. It's also at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That's new. Uh, That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.